Hey, folks, we're excited to have you listening to the podcast. But truly, if you ever have any suicidal thoughts, David and myself would prefer that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. They're they're honestly incredible. They really reach out and uh, give honest, insightful advice. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We want you to stay with us, and we love you. Thank you. Suicide Buddies. Hey guys, I'm Hampton. I'm Dave Ross. Uh, this is a podcast about suicide, so fucking get ready for yeah. that. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> no, 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 don't go, don't go, don't go. <laughs> this is a podcast about suicide in history and suicide in our own lives. And we try to bring some levity to it because we've been through it and we're past it. We're perfect now. Yeah. And we hope to help you through it by making dark jokes and, you know, talking about history. This is a podcast <laughs> about getting abs and getting good at life. And drinking then... fucking Miller Lite, fucking <laughs> chicks, and having a red car. I... <laughs> red cars are the fastest, dude. Dude. <laughs> it's proven. It's red proven. cars have more horses in there. They have way more horses in there. I don't know anything about cars. You just fill them up with horse blood and they go fast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, guys. This uh... car gets 50 horse blood. <laughs> We're here with... Uh... F- friend of the pod, uh, Jake Wiseman. What's up, <laughs> sluts? <laughs> oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> this is a fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. We fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, thanks for coming by. Loved your riff at the top. Uh, I thought sorry. it was super Thank funny. You. I, I noticed I was you laughing. genuinely LOLing. <laughs> I saw that, and you don't laugh, really. Not really. <laughs> I hate LOLing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ROFL or nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hampton is always on the ground rolling. Rolling. You know that song, <laughs> like by by, by uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, is rolling, that who it is? Rolling. Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin, 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 Brolin. Josh Brolin, Brolin, Brolin. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. He's great in that movie about George W. Bush. Uh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie called? Bush. Uh, I think it's called Brolin. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Brolin. I don't know. I'm kind of listen. Before we get Brolin. to Jake and his stupid bullshit, his awful shit. Uh, you know, make sure to uh, keep reviewing us on iTunes and uh, ra- and rating us and. What's the other shit that we're supposed to say? Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Guys, go to the Patreon. We got Patreon episodes. Patreon.com slash um, suicide. Wait. Pa- <laughs> Patreon.com slash suicide buddies. I wanted them to get it because I want their fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> our, our criminal empire is expanding I'm You guys to should find do a comment. thing where it's like If they do a five star review You'll kill yourself and send them a video <laughs> Like you should like You should make sure they do five star reviews And, and this is why I didn't host it. a suicide podcast with Jake <laughs> <laughs> Alright Dave this week it's I'm gonna kill myself It's weird that Well I'm, that's every week I'm, I'm truly your friend who's too dark for your suicide podcast <laughs> I know <laughs> 
Yeah. It's so funny when you when you asked to do the podcast, which by the way, super cool move asking to do a friend's <laughs> podcast. I think what a like, power I move. I think I said like, guys, I know this is sort of lame to ask, but if you could have me on, <laughs> you're here to promote you're here something. To promote your web series. Sorry. Yeah, your Snapchat show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's let's just you know the cat's out of the bag. Jake, you have a fucking TV show and it's very good. Yeah, thanks guys. I yeah. go to hell. <laughs> yeah, fuck her off. I won. Bitch. I won I out you. of the three of us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beat you guys to the finish line. And yet you're the suicidal one. Oh no question. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why I'm willing to take the most chances. I don't care what. Hey, happens. what the fuck, dude? I take chances. <laughs> I'm at the flappers yoo-hoo room every night taking chances. Actually, that's not true. We were both just on a flapper show and, and you failed. dropped out. <laughs> I literally bailed. I just said I don't want to do it. You did not want to take that chance. Uh, that show ended up being really fun. Actually, there was a guy in the front row who was wearing an archery leather wristband. I found out while talking to him. He was a blacksmith. He loves metal and cowskin, and his name was well, Josh shit, I Brolin. Josh Brolin. Uh, I'm into but that archery. made my night. You bitch. Yeah, 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 he was saying this to his wife. I love that uh, this is, as you described it, I was like, oh, this is not a cool person. <laughs> this is someone you clearly made fun of. <laughs> Dude, but he was so positive that he was cool. He was with his wife, and I was like, I literally said, how long uh, is his did dick? it take for How long is his dick? That's what I said. I looked right at her, and she was like, not long. Um, well, anyway, Jake, <laughs> yeah, what's here. your show called? What's your TV show called? It's called Corporate. It's on Comedy Central Wednesdays at 10 p.m. And Dave, you were on episode 4 p.m. At 4. <laughs> episode 4 p.m. <laughs> I was on the 4 p.m. episode. That Guys, they didn't air it. Quit your jobs. Go home and watch it <laughs> during the day. It's also <laughs> streaming on cc.com. It's called Corporate, and it's a very good show. cc'spizza.com. And you should watch it. And also in the pilot, someone almost commits suicide. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. It's like... The, it's obviously no matter what podcast I do, Jake, you're always invited. Oh, David. Uh, <laughs> but this is the perfect show for you to promote your TV show on. Yes. There's literally a five second video promo of you and Matt Ingebretson, the other star, uh, standing at a window and a guy jumps off the building in front of you. And then we just sip coffee. And then you sip coffee. That. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, Are you trying to say the corporate environment is bleak? <laughs> yeah. And I, it's funny because I most. Office comedies, like The Office, for example, really funny shows. Like I really do think they're great, but they have too much heart. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's like I don't relate to heart. Yeah. I just relate to that terrible feeling I've ever had at any job, yeah. even ones that I like. Um, More realistically, if your boss was constantly doing improv characters, yeah. you would just you, kill yourself. Yeah, you'd want to kill yourself, and you'd be like, Episode "How did three. I get Jim yeah, looks the at office... the camera and blows his brains out. <laughs> the Office should have been a much darker show. At, yeah. yeah, that staff should have been dropping like and flies. And it was thought of. It was. <laughs> thought of as dark at the time right it was thought of, i mean the, the british yeah, right. version is darker the but, british version is darker. but the american yeah. office was thought of as like oh a dark alternative to the office and our show is much darker yeah um it's Yours i would say flat out dark close. the american office is just awkward yeah which honestly uh fuck that <laughs> awkward i love the office but the awkwardness awkward is in comedy it's always bothered me i, like I feel the like dork- if they wanted to go dark what they should have done is they should have had people kill themselves in the show <laughs> Yeah, like your show. Yeah, yeah. J- Jim just looks at Pam. And he's like, "Will you go out with me?" And she's like, "I'm not ready." And he's like, "Oh, there's no fucking point." And just jumps off a hair. Michael Scott balloon. is like, "Awkward." Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it was adorable. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would love that episode. Well, uh, what's what's the main inspiration for all this darkness in your show, man? Um, I think it's just sort of, from? you know, I think the reason why I got into comedy was just extreme depression <laughs> and wanting to do something about it. At, like, just wanting to be creative in response to how I felt. I'm sure similar to why you guys got into it was like, just hated everything. It wasn't even an extreme love of comedy, though I love it now. No, I of. just felt good. Um, and I was like, so I'd be good at this. Yeah, yeah. And- I just wanted pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I and a, everyone gets a special. <laughs> yeah, and it's just sort of how you people actually feel at their jobs. And we were tr- also trying to make a satire, um, just about America in general. So there's just a lot of like, ext- it's like we love movies like Network or Doctor Strange Love that are like satires about America. Yeah. And then we wanted to also make a dark workplace comedy that was funny and cinematic. So th- it just all fit under the guise of like working at the biggest corporation in the country <laughs> that doesn't actually make anything. It's, it's so great, man. It's so rare that I. Like obviously, yeah, I'm biased because we're very close friends, and uh, I've known you since we, were we both started. Since we were babies, we were all Muppet babies <laughs> together. <laughs> Hampton and I met uh, actually on Thanksgiving a long time ago. Do you remember? Yeah, that? yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We did. Wow, we were you dating? Dave and I met. Yeah, we were dating, and uh, <laughs> just just fucking no names. You meet someone at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're dating. Yeah, you're, you're dating. <laughs> we're all getting stuffed. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I see what get I get a little tryptophan in your blood, and all of a sudden you're fucking everybody. <laughs> we've been friends. We've all been friends for so long. It's kind of weird, actually. Yeah, yeah, but despite it. that, like, so no, honestly, uh, people listening know that for the most part. So, yeah, no matter what, we have you on the show and talk about how great your TV show is, even if I thought it was absolute garbage. I mean, let's be <laughs> of honest. Course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. But truly, it's like super dark. Uh, and hilarious in a way that I really want TV shows to be. It's great, <laughs> dude. It's cool. Dude, that video Thanks, clip of um, Aparna like describing the basic employee. At the <laughs> oh company. man, it's the yeah. funniest it's thing. Like, one of the best like mini sketches inside the whole. <laughs> yeah, thing. just it's getting so Aparna to funny. talk about suicide is the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It just how they, many suicide jokes are there in the whole series, uh, uh, season one? There have to be at least fifty. <laughs> I mean, and and to the point where reviewers, I've noticed some reviewers who were like. Although there are a little more suicide jokes for my taste, <laughs> I do have to say it's funny. Wow. Like, like that's like a thing they're talking about is how often people are talking about how much they want to kill themselves. Dude, and my favorite thing, my favorite press you've gotten is the, uh, the alt right finding you. The, the alt right uh, newsbusters.org. <laughs> I'll tell you, Alex they don't Jones. like our show. <laughs> they don't like our show because it's anti business, <laughs> which is anti America. Dude, I was talking to Pat, uh, Pat Bishop, the director, uh, about this. What's so funny about reading the articles is that they do say it's anti-business but like your character on the show literally says shit like everybody should sell out life is all about money like it's Yeah, they don't. They yeah, just yeah. don't understand. Like, it's just Gordon Gecko, but a couple years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I love it. I mean, there's. There, I don't think. Dude. What more could you want? I think you would need a laugh track. track. You yeah. need a laugh track for every joke like that. Oh, it's funny. But only for the parts that aren't jokes. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Did you ever toy around with having like Big Bang Theory like catchphrases and shit? Oh yeah, my dream. I'm horny. <laughs> First of all, yeah, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of suicide, one of my favorite jokes is that the bang in the Big Bang Theory um, is the sound of a self-inflicted gunshot while, <laughs> while you watch the show. So just the suicide joke, let's get it out there. <laughs> wow. Where yeah. is that... Is that a stand-up joke? I tweeted it once. Tweeted Pretty it good. Once. And then Dude, I, you should do tweets as jokes. <laughs> well, I, I did once when I was desperate for a new joke. I tried it in LA. They loved oh, it. Then out. I did it in New Orleans and they were like, I like that show. What are you talking about? Yeah, Why wow. would you make fun of that show? That's a pretty good show. In yeah. New Orleans. So was that the same show where the guy found 
you found Coke different on show, the dude. Different okay. show, yeah. <laughs> New uh, Orleans is pretty fun. Yeah, I knew you. I mean, I've known you Thanksgiving. for years. Yeah, <laughs> we've been over this. Thanksgiving, and then don't today. tell the story again. <laughs> no, I just was thinking about how like you had like a serious medical like problem for yes. the longest time. Like you just fucked up your spine or something. Yeah, I had uh, extreme pain. This is like three years ago now. Like I had extreme pain in my leg, nerve pain that was like. If you've ever had nerve pain, it's so beyond pain mm-hmm. that it's not really. It's so shocking. It's one of those you start to laugh about it because you're like, "There's no way you could have this much pain for that long without it dissipating." <laughs> yeah. And um, I didn't know what it was, and it was in my leg. And I went to so many doctors, like orthopedic doctors, and they didn't know what to do because doctors don't know much about the body. <laughs> yeah, but then eventually I went to a, a, a spine doctor and they're like, it's actually in your back even though you feel it in your leg because, you know, that's how nerves work. They go from different cords of your back Wait, to parts of your body. how do nerves work? <laughs> 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 there, what? It's different. It, there's different parts of your spine, and different parts of them relate to different parts of your body. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I no, genuinely did sure. not know that. And um, I did. I was. <laughs> and so I, because at one point I, wait, I what? I went to a doctor and asked him to amputate my leg, uh, and he's like, awesome. "That's not the problem. Like that won't wow. do anything." Get, get rid he's of like, it he told anyway. you about the spine, and you were like, "Amputate my back." <laughs> yeah. Well, and then <laughs> you amputate to, my dick. Yeah. So that was like for many months where I didn't sleep for like 24 hours a day every day i was up for like three to four straight months just Dude. eating pills and like trying just crying and like sobbing for five hours straight and not Jesus. really know do you you both you really yeah, how yeah. long yeah how yeah, long yeah. did you go without sleep at the longest months oh dude it was crazy don't I mean, you go crazy after like three days I, I, with not i sleeping? went crazy i yeah. mean it, it was it was a horrible i mean i watched all of boardwalk empire i watched all <laughs> oh, of dude, sopranos you were crazy i watched all of enlightened <laughs> you're fucking nuts. that's how crazy it was because boardwalk empire not that great it's bad <laughs> it's really bad not worth it's, it. it it's okay not worth it's it. just like it's whatever bad. here's steve buscemi being a rascal again <laughs> five straight seasons wow still rascally isn't it, isn't it amazing he's gorgeous when he's young yeah but he just evolved into. I'll tell you, was what, he gorgeous when he was he young? He was like a model. Really? Yeah. There's something about gorgeous. his esoteric eyes, and that goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a, a model from Moscow. <laughs> um, he anyway. does look like a model from Moscow. Thank you. He looks like a model it. that doesn't know what eating is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then so I thought about what was interesting about that was like it was such a it was such a suicidal place. What you you. You're in so much pain that anyone would want to kill themselves. Like they're the happiest person alive. When you're in that much pain, they can't figure Even out Jennifer what it is. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Well, <laughs> wouldn't she just look at herself naked in the mirror and be like, "Damn, things are cool." <laughs> I um I lost so much weight and I have such a huge head, so it looked like a fucking like That's potato great. on a stick. You were skinny. Crazy. Yeah. You yeah. got like skinny. very uh, yeah Wowshowitz. Yeah, and, yeah. Skinny. I didn't have my nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tweet. That was a tweet I I drafted one time and said I was like, "Wow, Schwitz raves the concentration camp gazette." <laughs> da- oh, Dak Wow! Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Birkin Wow. Um, <laughs> um, we all got one. Yeah. So then, when I got <laughs> the surgery, I got like a minor. I got the microdiscectomy, which is supposed to. Um, uh, help you and it didn't and then I had to get another surgery spinal fusion and when I went through that Jesus. it's so crazy it's like I can never really do anything like I can't yeah. I have to be careful the rest of my life doing pretty much anything mm. but the pain's gone but when I came out of it 
I was like, because I'd been so much pain and the pressure release of that pain was uh, so great that like after about a month of recovering, actually I have a crazy story I could tell you in a second, but a month of recovering, I was in the happiest place in my life. Sure. I was like grateful to be alive. I looked at flowers and thought I understood what life meant. Like it was like, it was like uh-huh. food. Didn't I felt grateful for eating food. right before it? Right, as I was going into the hospital, the, for the emergency room when I first started to be in pain, literally on my way into the, the emergency room, I got the call from my agent being like, oh. We're sell- we sold the pitch to Comedy Central and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. That is true. Damn, that dude. is a very true thing. That's um, so funny. It never let you got, get a big head. No. It I was kind of came at the almost. And, and when I was recovering, storm, we yeah. were writing it. So, like, I was wow. recovering and we were writing, and I was like on my back, like, on like pills, <laughs> trying to co write the pilot. It was crazy. But Matt gingerly. Well, I wonder why it's dark. A yeah. hours. And that's, that's, that's also part of why it's dark, is because people were like, you know, there were like questions about the tone from Comedy Central, and I'm like, this is the truth. <laughs> Yeah. Trust me, uh, this is the truth. Every right. episode was written by Bill Hicks, <laughs> <laughs> edited by Lenny Bruce, and shot by Doug Stanhope. Yeah, so I think if you have like a near-death experience or something like that, then uh, what I have found interesting, it's, when I listen to your podcast too, I feel it because it's super funny, but obviously it's very dark, you know. Yeah. But I know that you guys feel similar to me, where it's like when I I don't look at dark comedy as dark comedy. I look at it as comedy. Yeah. Yes. Like I don't relate to that. Like I'm not offended by darkness. Like yeah. it doesn't upset me. It's just what I think is funny. Like that's what we think is funny, and we need it as a catharsis. So I I've always just felt like it's not dark. Yeah. Like I just yeah. laugh about it's, that's it's what comes life, to my life brain. Is funny. Which yeah. Life is too, dark. Is and like, the concept and of life and, and that it can end mm-hmm. is and I funny. Th- I also think that people who are offended or like put off by dark comedy think that people who like dark comedy like that's what they need to be able to laugh or something Mm -hmm. but it's not that i think actually like what makes me laugh is just broader and i seriously feel that way like i will laugh at a joke about farts or whatever and then also this and i seriously will have people react to me doing jokes about like suicide or cum or whatever like ah I have jokes about fucking my parents. I'm never going to fuck my parents. But I'll people react like, oh, you're just trying to get a rise because that's what you're in. It's like, no, I think it's all funny. I just think we're all, everything, yeah. everything is fucking weird and crazy. Life is ridiculous. Why don't we laugh at all of it? Yeah, I agree. But I do think that a lot of people think if you're dark, like probably people comment on your show like, oh, they think they're so fucking someone cool. Said it's, someone said it's like, it's like a, it's a pubescent teenager writing in his journal like oh life is bad wow. it's like no yeah. it's just funny also I, I would say like part part of it feels like just having a larger perspective you're like isn't it crazy that my life is objectively probably good yeah. and there is also like horrible strife in other parts of the world where people are being mutilated yeah. right now and what are you supposed and to feel no about that no one can do anything about it yeah so it's like everything's absurd at that point I agree you know and I it's completely like it's more agree. just having an absurd it's look it's so at absurd death just in general makes everything absurd because death like for a life to be able to just end without like you could have all these dreams you could have a story in your mind that story will not come to the point 
you expect it to for a bunch of reasons, but because of death, like death means that every movie could end whenever. You know what I mean? Right. Like it could end thirty minutes in, and that's the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I agree. Andy Warhol, <laughs> fuck you. <Yeah. laughs> Shitty movie. Makes everything funny. Well, at a certain point, yeah, it's just weird that we haven't died yet. Like yeah. it's just how the fuck have we lived? It's also I, weird yeah. that we do die. I don't feel like I'm gonna it, die. It, it is like a Sims video game. I mean, that's the thing. It's like life is very real and heavy. Life and is a all highway. Stuff. I want to ride it. <laughs> I want to ride it for like 10 more minutes. I actually think... <laughs> then that's my exit. <laughs> uh, but I just do think... I actually it's think a... life is beautiful. <laughs> that's, a, there's, that's a movie about the Holocaust. <gasps> right, and it's 30 minutes bend. long. Hey, my baby lo- is in the Holocaust. <laughs> life is beautiful. But I just think it's so ridiculous that at any point... like. I, I I dream. I, I have a show. It's wonderful. It's the, the greatest thing ever. But I would be just as happy if I didn't wake up tomorrow. Like you know what I mean? Like like if I didn't have Hell to yeah. go do this stuff, Hell it's yeah. like my yeah, last dude, my Light. last memory would be I had a TV show. I went to Hollywood and I did it, and then I get to go to sleep n- never knowing anything different. You know what I mean? Instead, now if I keep living, I have to lose that show, get into heroin, marry my mom, have a baby, raise the baby, kill the baby. Yeah. Wow! At I least some to. of that's not going to happen, Jake. Yeah, I got to marry my mom. <laughs> Do you think you'll get into heroin at some point? No, I don't think so. I mean, if I got to like eighty or something and I, I started to get a degenerative <laughs> disease, then yeah, of course. But I'm like, saying like thirty-seven. <laughs> I don't think I'm starting not, heroin. I'm not into needles. I'm not into needles. I might smoke it, but uh. Jake, there's other ways to do heroin. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dave. Uh, when so when you were like really in pain. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I remember talking to you about that and just it being like, people people throw around the word nightmare kind of casually in our no, existence, but like a waking nightmare where you can't sleep and you're in I pain. I all the time that I was like, if I was Jake, I would just kill no, myself. It's, no, it's no shit. And, and, and I said to my mom, especially since you had an endless amount of, <laughs> oh, I just, that Thanksgiving, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, no, but yeah, I, mean, I did, I, at a certain point, I remember saying to my mom, um, because she really helped me out so much when I was sick. I remember like we were getting close to the surgery and I was like, Mom, I just want you to know like if this surgery doesn't work and this comes back, I'm I'm definitely in it. Like I'm not gonna go through this again. <laughs> the pain is so intense. Yeah. Like it is so and shocking in a way that you it is unrelatable in every single way. And I knew it was a problem. Is it like a headache? <laughs> 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 but you is go it like online, stubbing your toe. But is there's like, a forum. Oh, is it, is it worse than blue balls? <laughs> there's a. F- <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even want to think. Can't be. Make it all like be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you you guys get it. Yeah, it's like an ice cream right, headache. Worst, but so also, I didn't ever. I didn't like masturbate for many months either because oh. I was now, so see, that's not the sexual. Real but I was it's like right, it's right. so not a sexual thing. Yeah. You can't, so there was like there was um f- months where I didn't come, and then when I when I part of the surgery they cut you from the front and the back, Whoa. and part when they cut you in the front, there's they're like being the seminal vesicles like have really small fibers and they tell you you might never be able to like have kids oh again there's a small chance God. of that Holy so i wasn't shit. sure i was gonna come again uh ever and then after the surgery like two weeks later i you know i hadn't come for months and oh i um God. i jerked off and it was really thick and awful and it hurt <laughs> but i was like i came and i remember like i remember coming and being like this is the best fucking thing ever i like can come i because i was there like, was, if like you're gonna, stitches if i'm gonna go and... through all of this and i can't come 
you should have ended me in the fucking room. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah. That would suck so bad. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you come out a piece of your spine. Yeah. <laughs> Chunks of spine. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, wow. Lord. That is unbelievable. Yeah, but man. the other thing I was going to say is you know you're in trouble when you, you have this pain and you go, and there's a forum for your pain online. Mm-hmm. If there's ever a forum for the type of pain you have, you're fucked. Wow. Because that means that's the last vestige for yeah. people in that pain. Like, like everyone on the, on the site was like, yeah, I know. It's real bad, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, it's like, yeah, there's no relief, really. I was on so many edibles, so many pills. <laughs> Everyone's like, yep, same thing. Doesn't work for me, but at least I have this forum. And it's like, wow. oh. Maybe yeah. God was you ever... punishing you for your drug use. I think it's for the Judaism. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's gotta if be you're one. Jewish, something like this is gonna happen to you yeah. at some point. I do think it's, in, I do think it's inbred Judaism. I'm 100% Jude, Jude, 100% Judaish. Hey, Jude. Yeah. And uh, I do think that that eventually those bones are gonna curl inwards. Like, I, I, I don't, like there's no, like we never went outside the Jewish people, so of course my bones are years good. of hunching over reading the yeah. Torah. Yeah, has warped his. Spine. I got another joke. Yeah, wow. Anyway, suicide. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy is you're you're stronger than ever. You're hornier yeah. than ever. I have, oh, I'm I have a question. Have you since ever? then ever gone back to the forums to be like, just so you know, I made it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Just so you know, it'll happen for you. you I know? hobble into the farm and, the, and then I pretend I'm in pain and I just start walking upright. And I'm like, look. Who's your pills guy? <laughs> I, um, yeah, so what would it be like if I killed myself? How long until you guys were okay about it? Okay about it? Yeah. I don't know. Two days. At least the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make it up to the distilled jeans ad. Yeah, okay, dude. Right. Um, I'd be very devastated. I'd, I'd be. I'd have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd but, be fucking uh, mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> so mad at you. I like, see you I'd, giving a eulogy. I'm so mad at him. I'd look, oh god! I'd look down at his grave. It's a selfish He's act. Selfish. I'd pee on your tombstone. <laughs> like I know he was selfish. sad, but now he left me alone. <sighs> selfish Jew. <sighs> greedy. Greedy for <sighs> his own life. <laughs> All right. Cool. Very cool, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maria Bamford has a great joke about that. We should try to talk to her. She has yeah. so much insight Do about this. Not talk to her. Okay, I'm bad at talking it. to women. <laughs> <laughs> I stutter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, every woman I talk to, I ask out. <laughs> hey, mom, will you go out with me? <laughs> That's why I always have to have my wife in the room when I'm talking to my mom. <laughs> I make Mike Pence's wife wear a burka when I'm talking I, to women. That's it. Whenever I'm talking to any woman, I have to be standing with Mike Pence's wife. <laughs> the All fuck right. were we talking about? Who cares, man? It's <laughs> a pretty solid cold open to your show. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. I had a really fun time. I, I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. Jake, here's a question. And, uh, you know... You could say yes or no, and we won't feel bad either way. Do you want to hang out and do the bonus episode with us? Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. that's a perfect time for me to say that you should go to patreon.com slash suicide buddies <laughs> and give us money. Give us $5, and you get access to all the extra episodes about fun stuff. Yeah. About fun <laughs> stuff. Well, we did, uh, well, we did uh, movie suicides. We did, I think um, we're doing a movie suicide this week, too, right? And then we did one about the suicide forest. Hell so yeah, dude. It's all... Interesting topic. Suicide Forest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the suicide we're going to do uh, this week here after the break is uh, Jonathan Brandis. Oh, okay. Child, wow. Child actor. <laughs> All right. Let's cool, go to break. Dude.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doesn't matter what they say, cause I'm gonna get my way. If I don't wanna go. We gotta get Jake back. Yeah, we gotta get Jake back. I'm bored now. Where'd he go? Jake. I don't, <laughs> don't want to do the podcast without Jake Wiseman anymore. Jake's gone. You know why, too? I think, well, I think we, the reason is basically that we have to get through information, and it's already hard with how much Hampton and I talk. <laughs> yeah, let alone talking about a pretty serious suicide this week. Yeah, totally. We're doing Jonathan Brandeis, <laughs> Brandeis uh, the yeah. owner of Brandeis University. <laughs> is that a university? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I've never heard of that. It is, but it's Brandeis, not Brandis. Yeah. So it was a really interesting <laughs> so, joke. So he's not at all? So I really? said Brandeis, but his name is Brandis, so that's why I do stand-up. Jonathan Because I'm Brandeis super funny. Clay. That's right. All right, that's the last of the riffing yeah. on that. <laughs> Little Miss Muffet killed herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's, uh, uh, he's terrible. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay? Yeah. Name one thing that's bad about him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you're right, I can't. It's yeah. a, you're right, I can't actually. Uh, I can't dude, what it. was that joke? Little Miss Muffet sat in a tuffet eating her curds and ray. A spider came up and said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> what? Sassy spider. How did you write? Well, na- name any other comic who does jokes about sassy spiders. That's a really good point. <laughs> Jeff Dunham, maybe. <laughs> At one point, the only two geniuses in comedy, <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. Well, honestly, the puppets write a lot of his material. That's true. He, he barely says anything. It's mostly those little people in those tiny suits. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He blows fairy dust into the suits. That's how I write my jokes. That's why you don't have a joke I blow about sassy fairies. <laughs> Well, this guy uh, is going to be kind of hard to talk about because he's like beloved. And I think like especially people our age growing up, like especially girls, like we're in love with this. Jonathan guy. Brandis. Yeah. Wait, before we talk about him, can we can you tell us how he killed himself? Yes. Okay. Um, he uh, he hung himself in his apartment. OK. At the age of 27 in in Hollywood. Uh, wow. Holly weird. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's Hollyweed now. <laughs> it is Hollyweed. Dude, I saw that sign uh, the, d- the day they legalized it cocaine. It opened up my eyes. So I saw the sign. Uh, he hung himself. Was he alone? Well, no. He he had a, a friend like staying at the, his place at the time, and he found the body. Whoa! Yeah, How like, do you... While this friend was reading a magazine, he hung himself. And they say it's like it. There's a little bit of a discrepancy. One place said he tore up uh, his pillows, uh, sheets to make a noose, and then uh, another place said he used a nylon. Uh, I was gonna say, guy cord. couldn't afford a noose. <laughs> You're in Hollywood. <laughs> 
sorry. So <laughs> Can't afford a noose. Wow. wow. No wonder he killed himself. Times are tough. Really broke, huh? Yeah. Your career is so bad. So here's what you'd know him from. Uh, he's he was basically like in everything. He sidekicks. Was sidekicks. Dude. Ladybugs. I don't want to hear about any other movie. Sequest. Dude. Sidekicks was. Wait. Shit. Maybe I'm thinking of. Oh wait, which one was Sidekicks? Sidekicks was the one where he, he, him, and Chuck Norris become friends in his imagination. Right. I also did love that one. I was thinking of Three Ninjas at first, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good movie too. That's pretty tight. Is Jonathan Brandis in Three Ninjas? No, not at all. Are you sure? <laughs> no, he knows next to zero karate. But Sidekicks, there's karate. <laughs> Fuck. So he's right. got to know okay. at least a God little. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Yes, you're right. But you were thinking of the wrong movie. I Dave. was thinking of the wrong movie, yeah. but I'm just saying. Do you remember the Chuck Norris movie, though, Sidekicks? Oh, yeah. That Dude, yeah, awesome. I watched the shit out of that movie. <laughs> but I confused it with Three Ninjas because per- the plots are exactly the same. <laughs> I just love the idea of, like, you, the whole movie is just like, wow, how cool Chuck Norris is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's a ninja and a Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't people in Texas punch and kick more? Dude, yeah, Sidekicks was great. I loved all those movies that were just like really brightly shot about kids, but like getting into mischief, but not too much. It was a Their good, mom it was a still good supports them. It was like the Green Mile. Heavyweights. Did you uh, see Heavyweights? Sandlot, yeah, Heavyweights. Sandlot was the best of them. Uh, Richie Rich, I loved that movie. Did you see that movie? No, I'm poor. I wasn't allowed to watch. <laughs> yeah, the tickets to Richie Rich, Rich cost more, for sure, because <laughs> of the title. And also, I forgot to mention, because uh, kind of his breakthrough, he was like a child actor from the age of four, Like, so he just started. Who was? Jonathan Chuck Brandis. Norris? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, Chuck Norris acting as a baby with a big beard. No. Why is it always Jonathan Brandeis that kills himself and never Chuck Norris? You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, yeah. Hampton, I'm going to be incorrigible this episode. <laughs> you already are. Man, I suck. I keep trying to courage you. <laughs> I know. But you're just incorrigible. I will not be couraged. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was in uh, the TV uh, movie of It with oh, yeah. Tim Curry. That like pretty not good movie. <laughs> I rewatched it recently, huh. and it uh, it's got like two... Moments and everything else is just garbage. In yeah, it's like nine hours long. It's like nine hours long, and it cuts between them as adults and as kids That's back right. and forth, which is just a f- fucking awful nightmare. Yeah, and isn't most of the movie just like them talking? They're just like in the dining room, and they're like, "All right, we shouldn't go in the living room. Yeah. He might be in there. If yeah. we stay in here, let's stay in here for longer." <laughs> And then they go in the living room, and sure enough, there's a spider or something. <laughs> Sassy spider. I'm really bad at describing movies. <laughs> I don't like clowns. I don't like spiders. That's the story. One guy doesn't like clowns. One guy doesn't like spiders. I have a very specific interest. I like movies about pet cemeteries. <laughs> Do you have anything for me? Hmm. Absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> so he was he was in it, and it was a big deal. I remember it being a big deal. Yeah, that definitely like blew him up and. Like off of that, like he started like guest starring in like every TV show, sure. Like that was on at the time. Like he literally just made so many guest appearances. Caroline in the City, <laughs> Becker. <laughs> uh, 
I, dude, I have a an encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> of fucking uh, sitcoms in the '90s. I watched all of them. I could always. go through. I mean, if you just I mean, shoot me, you're kind of making me want to. I mean, you started off on One Life to Live. Uh, I'm going to skip around there, but let's see: Webster, Full House, Who's the Boss, Murder She Wrote, Alien Nation, The Flash. Oh man, The Wonder Years, Blossom. I mean, ooh, Blossom. The list goes on. Damn. Well, good for him. <laughs> well, he definitely like went, you know, pretty. He was like popular, you know. Yeah. And uh, when he got on Sequest, like he th- that just like blew him up to this now like teen, like gorgeous, you know, kind of teen idol, teen hunk. Well, sort he of also thing. had the look of the type of teen boy that teen girls would get obsessed yeah. with. He's safe but scary. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It was like the exact same. I remember so yeah, many girls in my middle school being like, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. And, and he was, was on just t- like, I'll punch him if I get near him. <laughs> yeah, why were we so mad about uh, it? I remember being like, whatever. First I was mad at him, then I was mad at Leonardo DiCaprio, then the Backstreet Boys. And it's like, I am not threatened by these guys. They are adults. This guy like completely ran with like that that crowd like the, all these child actors and it's really, really yeah like him and like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Brad Renfro would see each other at auditions all the time talk to each other all the time huh. and Leonardo DiCaprio uh, said later on like about child acting he was like well the two guys who I used to see all the time at every audition uh, one uh, died of drugs and the other killed himself whoa. Yeah, I mean that. That's it. Made me go like, wow! Like being a child actor is really hard to tr- keep going. Right. Not that it's bad if it if it goes away because you could totally just do other things with your life like a lot of people do. But I mean, like Leo managed. Like it's like he hey, wove it into Howard? something incredible. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry O'Connor. <laughs> oh yeah, how, how, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, it's like there's not a lot, man. Yeah, not a lot of people. Corey Feldman. <laughs> he's coming back. He's on his way back up. Oh man, uh, he's he's man. Fun. What you said about like child actors knowing each other from auditions—that's so. Yeah, of course. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's, that's their comedy clubs. That's, that's why I'm so out. close with Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> you don't know who that is? Reginald Vell Johnson. Who's that again? He's the dad in Family Matters. Oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. Yeah, come on, man. Oh, Everybody man. knows Reginald Vell Johnson. He's the cop in Die Hard. I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah. Re- Reg, if you're Honestly, listening Hampton, to this. Honestly, Hampton, fuck you. No, I, I have to apologize. Reginald, if you're listening to this, I'm deeply sorry. And he is listening. <laughs> we are close. My favorite thing that... I mean, Family Matters is maybe one of my favorite shows. It's so great. And I love that they just have a couple episodes where they take the, like, you know, the smooth juice... But they become um, J- uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Dude, the best thing about Family Matters is that it went so long uh, and it jumped the shark early. Like, really early. Dude, it jumped the shark when they introduced Urkel. He yes. was season two. And then in like season five or six, he just makes this machine that turns him into a suave dude. And then, like, a season or two later, that he's just switching between the two all the fucking time. He can become Bruce Lee. And yeah. then he makes uh, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson becomes uh, Bruce Lee in an episode. Wait, Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. They take a thing because it's like gangs are like harassing Steve and like knocking books out of his hands and shit. He's like, oh, I'm going to a potion that makes me Bruce Lee. <laughs> and then it's literally, he just puts on like a bowl cut wig and it like squints his eyes and he's just like, I'm Bruce Lee now. 
out. Wait, is that real? I don't this remember that. This is two that. episodes of this, <laughs> of this show. One where it's just him and another one where it's him and Carl. Whoa. Doing squinty eyes, wearing Bruce Lee outfits with bull wigs and just smacking around people in weird ways. Wow. <laughs> the 90s, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an odd time. It's an odd time. Yeah, it was an odd time for us all. <laughs> Jonathan Brandis never got to be Bruce Lee. No. Maybe that's why. I mean, Sequest was a really fucked up show. Was it? Yeah, it was basically it. like, it's it's Star Trek in, in, the, in, the, in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And Go of, further like, down. And instead of like data, they have like a dolphin that can talk. Oh my God. And he's God. like, friend, friend. Like, oh my God. I gotta save everybody. It was weird. So what are you saying? That Sequest drove him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that dolphin killed himself. <laughs> the dolphin on Z-Quest killed himself. We need to do a whole other episode about the dolphin because I want to know about this. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is he seems actually like he was a really like pretty stable guy. Okay. Like for the most part, like he really was like optimistic and like had a very good outlook and like had a lot of friends and like you know, was like a social entertaining guy. Um just saying it's like no one saw really depression too much up until about the end because sure yeah but you can be depressed and no one will know it yeah you know i mean a lot of people mask it i'm uh, so many times in my life i have gotten like had my first sort of deep conversation with someone and found out they're incredibly depressed that i think of as a super gregarious fun happy person so there's that possibility i mean i'm not saying it's for sure yeah I'd say that's the thing with this one is like it's another one of those ones where it's like I don't know if there's any one factor. Per I don't se. think there's ever going to be just one factor. Well, we're never going to figure it out. Well, I, I I do feel like I have to though mention like some of the leads, you know, in the sense of like one that I think is come out that his mom said is like he was uh, taking Accutane, mm-hmm. which I've looked into. It's like this the uh, fake sugar. <laughs> <laughs> he <Wait>. was addicted. <laughs> I take that all the time. I love Diet Coke. <laughs> Aspartame. <laughs> they found out it makes holes in rats' heads. Is that true? That's what my dad used to always say. He's like, he read this book that I think Donald Rumsfeld had written. <laughs> you know, I don't know a lot about your dad, but I do got to tell you, he sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. My dad. <laughs> your dad. The Three Stooges. The coolest party I've ever been to. Whoa, dude, you just blew my fucking mind. Wait, is Lena Dunham Jeff Dunham's sister? (laughs) She's a puppet. She's just another puppet. (laughs) Oh, come with it now. (laughs) Well, I looked into this uh, this drug, and it's like one, you know, like the rate is like one out of every 10,000, like, have like crazy bad depression like it just spikes your depression gives you suicidal thoughts and like really makes you spiral out and i the reason that's so interesting to me is like when i first went to therapy way long ago like i was prescribed paxil cr Uh and my body just couldn't handle it like i started freaking out what does that mean um, I didn't sleep for like three days. Uh, my body was shaking and like I didn't know what was happening. Whoa. And it's like I had to wait for it to get out of my system. I left college and drove four hours to go home and just like I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah. So it's like and the, I, I looked in. I was like, what's happening? And they're like, well, one out of every like, you know, 
10,000 has this reaction. You You were the one. And it's like, so it's like these things do happen. Sure. You know? So what's the percentage of people that get suicidal and depressive thoughts on Accutane? It's about one in 10,000. One in 10,000. That's about the rate. But there's, but here's the other thing is like, there's so many side effects to this medication. Like there's a whole plethora of other things that would probably be happening wow. to your body. Stomach bleeding. Oh, yeah, exactly. Getting cast in sequest. Yeah, it's <laughs> warning, may get cast in sequest. <laughs> no. Well, it's so serious that I think they now they took it off the market completely. Uh, about two years after his death, there were so many cases being brought. But finally, wow, that sounds like it's not one in 10,000. That sounds like it's... Well, it was prescribed to a lot of people. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was like the new hot... like. I'm just thinking acne. acne. Dude, this not like... that many people can be losers. <laughs> it like it, I remember it blowing up. Like People in my high school were taking it. Sure. Because it was all like, there's finally this like nuclear approach to like acne. It's like this huge cure-all, but it's like it's really intense for your body. Really? Yeah. Isn't that so funny about high school? How would a big part of high school acne is everyone thinks about it everyone doesn't want to look like that you all like look at the few people that don't have any acne as the hottest people in the school uh i think it's nature's perfect defense from keeping us from fucking children basically <laughs> what you want you want to fuck some pimply dork <laughs> um <laughs> that uh <laughs> is a lot to process <laughs> Well, one, you have to believe in a higher power that somehow makes these things happen, you know. And I do. Go on. Uh, also, I do. Th- I, here's my problem. I like to fuck pimply adults. Um, <laughs> you know, adults have who have pimples in weird places. I like back knee, arm acne. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. I do. Pimples on your tongue. <laughs> That's what I'm into. This makes it feel better, you know. <laughs> I um, this has gone way off the rails. Um, well, I think something to consider. So that's one thing to consider. And this is, I, I, people really are like upset in his life when because about this accusation because it's constantly brought up in every single like cafe mom article or whatever like you know <laughs> clickbait article about him. It's all like, well, his career was like completely on the downslope. So you know that's what you do. You kill yourself. That's what you do. Yeah, like really. Wow. <laughs> I know everything. I just think that, I mean, and like most of us. Are, I find that irritating <laughs> too. I think that that's, I think that that's simple and cheap and possible. Definitely. But like, even if that were the reason that Jonathan Brandis killed himself, then there would still be so much more to it than just like, well, his career ended and he was like, well, <laughs> Can you imagine not being famous? Yeah, time's up. I'm weak. Um, and look, we're all weak, but like. But there's like so many people who leave acting or something yes. like that. And like a lot of his friends were like, he was like really into life. He um, was uh, like getting into directing and writing. Like he was writing scripts. He wanted to make his own projects at this point, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he was done with the child acting. He was moving in, trying to get more serious roles. One thing that did happen a year before, which people note just made him upset, was that he was in the movie Hearts War. 
Okay. And shot a whole part, and then it was like edited out. Oh and yeah. And it's like that—that's hard for anyone to take, dude. Yeah. That's like dude. we were talking about Barry Rothbart. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> that one is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, we know a guy who was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and not only is he in was he in Wolf of Wall Street, he was like one of the main characters in Wolf of Wall Street. He was one of Leonardo DiCaprio's like crew of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point, like it was such a big role that Barry told me his last audition for it was like five or six auditions deep, was in a hotel room with the casting director and Martin Scorsese. Yeah. He got cast in it. He shot the whole movie. And um, uh, then he got cut out of the movie entirely, except for like being in the background <laughs> yeah, yeah. and one two second thing where he says something like, Really? And that's it. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, so crazy. That was so disappointing. What a bummer. But Barry's fine. Do you remember um, that happened to also Paul F. Tompkins? He's at the beginning of There Will Be Blood. He's the guy yes. explaining to Daniel Plainview. He talks about that on his third or fourth album, Laboring Under Delusions. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's so funny that you like you could just barely see him. Dude, Ron Lynch has been cast in and cut out of every single P.T. Anderson movie. As far as I understand it, like what? Yeah, P.T. Anderson is a huge Ron Lynch fan. Dude, Ron Lynch is the best. He's so yeah. Well, it's cool that he likes him. Yeah, that also yeah. could be a rumor that I'm expanding. But either way, <laughs> some of it's true because I heard something like that. <laughs> it might have just been the wind, but I think I heard that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was uh, actually the other lead in the BFG. <laughs> 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 I got cut out of the BFG. I was the other BFG. I was the little fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. I mean, uh, you know, I can totally relate because uh, I filmed a set for uh, CISO, and then the the network folded, and it never aired on the huge network CISO. Yeah, but I, was, I can actually totally relate to that because I put a stand up clip up on YouTube, and it got taken down because of copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate to Barry. <laughs> I can relate to Barry a lot. Sure, I just it was just me standing on stage listening to a Blink-182 song, and I guess you can't just do that. Yeah, I guess the, the reason it's it's weird to me for people to be like, well, his career was bad. It's like, I was saying to you, I was like, well, my career is like worse than it was three years ago where I was like completely on the rise, and now I... Ha- but it's not... I'm so much happier. Yeah. And it's like life just shifts into other things. It's like... Well, that's the thing. You, everyone who's lived a life at all, if you're at all in... Yeah, shout out if you've done that. uh, Yeah, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Where where are my people at? Uh, You know, like, if you've experienced any sort of disappointment, you know that it blows, and then it, like, shapes who you are, and you figure out how to deal with it. And, like, so even if for this guy, that was, like, a massive, it just, like, ripped him apart and didn't stop, mm-hmm. there were definitely, like, other things that he had dealt with and overcome, because otherwise yeah. he would have killed himself earlier. Yeah. And so, I mean, because <laughs> life is just a series of that fucking shit. I mean, just, I mean, yeah, like, acting alone is just incredibly, like, hard, and it takes a really tough, like, attitude. It's a lot of, re- it's mostly rejection. And didn't you say that he, at a certain point, as an adult actor, uh, just stop taking it seriously entirely. Oh yeah, this. So yeah, uh, there's a good um, uh, story that like you know someone defending that they're like he wasn't upset about his career really. Like he you know he took it all in stride. Like he just had fun. He loved working and he loved working with friends. But like he went to pilot season. For every audition, he just wore a shirt that says "Pilot Season Sucks." 
that's great. <laughs> just, and and he's, he's like, he did that, and he actually booked a pilot that year. Like, huh. you know, it's like... Yeah, just, it's funny. Yeah, he's like, whatever, you know? Then you could also argue that, like, that's a person that's at the end of their rope, and they're like, I don't fucking care anymore, <laughs> and they just... The thing is that yeah. you'll never know. Yeah, I exactly. just think that, like... Well, I think that that's a very valid argument for the possibility of someone, like, being pulled down into depression, for sure. But also, it's just never going to be that simple. And I just hate it when people reduce things to that kind of simplicity when it never is. I think there's a lot of things that can be going on, for sure. And it's like, I mean, your your mental health, and and then there's the environment you're in, and then there's your physical health. I think these are all, fa- like, there's then there's more factors than that. But let's just say, like, like Jake was here earlier, it's like... You have severe nerve damage. Yeah. Also, uh, you your you know your relationships are maybe failing around you, and um, there's a <laughs> there's just more shit happening. You know, like you. And even then, on top of all that, you would have to have the type of personality that can be like pulled down into sadness, yeah. and that's a lot of creative people. That's I, you I, and me. I guess I was gonna say, yeah, a medication that possibly is making you like loopy. Sure. Not you know in your right mind. And we also should talk about it, how, like, it didn't happen to me, but there definitely would be a psychosis that comes from being a child actor or a child public figure at all. Like, if we had a (laughs) child president, it'd be the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, yeah, it's so funny to me because it's like, I'm totally on board of, like, I loved the new... um, uh, it and uh, Stranger Things because all those kids seem like they're really into acting. Yeah. But like when I'm at like the um, fuck what's that lot? It's just Hollywood Center Studios I have to go there a lot and it's yeah. like just watching parents with their kids like going to auditions <laughs> like I'm always like don't. These parents should be arrested. Yes. Like, just what the fuck, man? Like, don't put them in this world. Like, it's just, it's too That should much. happen after the kid begs you to get them into acting for a while. Yeah. I feel exactly. like that's you shouldn't be your idea. <laughs> it should never be your fucking idea. I mean, send them to acting classes I'm or kind something. Of against child acting, like I think we should just have adults play children in in movies and television. Yeah, well, you're just looking for work. I'm a baby. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. It's Ever since yeah. Boss Baby came out, Hampton's been fucking pissed. He's like, oh, now we got babies too. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover Boss Baby. <laughs> I bet Boss Baby's great, and I just shit on it for no reason. I want to see Boss Baby so badly. <laughs> what does it say about me that I really want to see Boss Baby, but I have a lot of problems with Sausage Party? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, wait, yeah. So, it's true, though. Like, I, I mean, there's the whole... There's the obvious parts of it where, like, you're famous as a kid, you are adored, and you're just showered with love and affection, and you're, like, in the public eye, so there's some obvious constant perks of that, and your life is exciting, and then so... Because you're, yeah, you're going to different movie sets, you're traveling yeah. and you're interviewing and you're being a guest on, you know, TRL or fucking whatever. And then that ends. And now you're just a person with an apartment who goes to auditions and your life isn't as exciting and you're not in the public eye. That difference will fuck with you. But I think there's also a psychosis of it that, like, oh, yeah, From I think it creates, culture. yeah, the culture. <laughs> Absolutely. Of, like, we're not even at that level, close to that level in Hollywood. And I, know that it's a toxic environment yeah i mean this guy I, i'm not sure if i mentioned this earlier or just during the break but like he was on tiger beat all the time yeah he's so it's like 
teen Rolling Stone. You know, it's like all these girls are seeing it. He would get, when he was on Sequest, he was getting between 4,000 to 5,000 fan letters a week. Whoa. Just people like, I love you. And it's like, say what you want. That has to take some sort. I mean, like, it. that has to at least warp your... <laughs> Yeah, your perception a little bit. Like you're like sure because at one point it seems ridiculous. Then you have to accept it, and then it's gone. That's true. Yeah. Well, it inflate first. It inflates your ego, but then that inflated ego just actually becomes your reality. It becomes your norm. So sure. Then like your baseline is that because like you said, you have to accept it. There's this weird thing that like comics uh, and actors, uh, musicians get shit for and like I used to be this person that gave them shit for it and now I've like experienced it at a low level so so I am a little like kind of forgiving of it a comic will like a comedian who's famous will say something online talking shit about somebody mm-hmm. and then someone will like people will get all angry at them and be like fuck you you're famous you shouldn't be allowed you should why do you feel comfortable shitting on that person who's not as famous as you or whatever and the reality is that they're a human being who was not famous their whole life mm-hmm. and you have to bring yourself to realizing and accepting what your place is and what you're perceived as to know what punching up and punching down are and then just like if you're at a certain point like they say that Kurt Cobain, it took him until like way after Nevermind came out for him to realize that he had a voice that could be heard. And that's why he started speaking out about feminism so much. When he was famous fucking five years before that, probably, it takes a lot to sink in. And who I guess is, my who point is, is Kurt Cobain. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in that band, The Killers. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Yeah, he's Mr. Brightside. Yeah, I know exactly how that song goes. Uh <laughs> He's Mr. Brightside. <laughs> yeah, he's got soul, but he killed himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're a child actor and you're just like, this is insane. And then all of a sudden, there are probably people in your life saying, to you, like, Jonathan, just accept it. This is who you are now. You're a person who gets free cheeseburgers at McDonald's or whatever. And you're yeah, like, yeah. me, little old me. me? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you have to accept that's who you are because if you don't, the people around you, it annoys them and it drives them crazy. Yeah. Because they're like, you're famous, accept it. And then 10 years later, they're like, why are you acting like you're famous still and you deserve stuff? <laughs> well, we it's because when my you. brain was forming, everyone told me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of remember, remember that uh, that Mr. Show sketch where it was the like it was a, basically a Corey Feldman kind of joke off like a child actor who grew up and he like sued the government for not putting warnings <laughs> on money that it goes away. <laughs> he spent it. He's I like, never saw that. That's he, hilarious. He's just like no one told me <laughs> that money when you spend it it stops being with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, I'm a big comedy nerd, and I just love that show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're a comedy fan. Your glasses don't indicate you're a comedy fan. Well, I don't have my glasses on right now, but if I did... I was trying to do a nice snap on you there. Didn't work out. You're right. You're not wearing glasses. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not wearing wearing glasses. You're not wearing... So you're a fucking moron. (laughs) You're not wearing your Velma (laughs) Scooby-Doo... Comedy nerd glasses? Comedy nerd glasses. Yeah. (laughs) I'm more of a nerdist. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) dorkable... I'm nerd adjacent. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to just tell this dumb Leonardo DiCaprio tidbit I'd heard. Let's hear it's it. It's totally unrelated, but this is just, you know, he was a child actor. He made it, but I think he's fucked up. 
I really do. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. I think, is like fucked up. Okay. Anybody who's like, we're in the pussy party. Me and Jonah Hill are in the pussy party. Oh, yeah, he posse. says that, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he was like, bros who just fuck. <laughs> Jesus. So you're already kind of psychopathic. I didn't know. <sighs> but a girl who I guess my girlfriend knows, mm-hmm. um, like, met him at a bar. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, his assistant was like, uh, here's an address. Uh, come to this uh, estate. Uh, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio will be there, and uh, he would like to have sex with you. <laughs> you know, like, sort of, like so formal. So what? Formal. So she goes to the house. They're like, okay, he has a couple rules. Uh, go upstairs and bathe and uh, sign this uh, waiver so you can't talk about any of this. Swear. And then <laughs> she is instructed to go take a shower, go lay on the bed, and like, kind of like doggy style, just lay and wait for him to come in. So then she does all this. He comes in, starts fucking her. She looks behind, and he's got headphones in. <laughs> What? <laughs> no. He's fucking here while listening to something. I- this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Folks, that is a good ender. <laughs> that is a good ender. Oh, that is a good ender. Thank for you for listening to Suicide shit, Buddies. Dude. We know Leo does. <laughs> yeah, I actually like to imagine it's mm-hmm. definitely, it's just him like talking to himself, just like, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. You, you, or, or like, you suck. You suck. It's the illegal recording of the last time he fucked a girl. <laughs> He's just like, you just got to do it better. Always for, one more. Uh, Always one more. For notes. <laughs> wow, that is so crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy enough that I'm like, that is 100% real. Whoa. Absolutely. <laughs> well. Anyway, <laughs> there's no real answers here, folks. I'm interested, though, like, okay, before we end, I like, as we talked about on the show, the act, the act is, is always what fascinates me. And didn't you say, I'm always like, how'd he do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how'd he fucking kill himself? Yeah. Uh, I meant, Your yeah, the act. always out. Yeah. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> with the deets. Well, he hung himself. You said his friend mm-hmm. was staying there. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, kind of a detail is um, he... Uh, so cut off all the oxygen to his his uh, head, you know. <laughs> That's probably what? the worst way I could have phrased that. So when he hung you himself, you mean he hung himself? Yeah, but it's like okay, he didn't die basically right away. He like cut off all the oxygen. His friend found him, but he was still had like a heartbeat. He went to Cedar Sinai and like like within twenty four hours died. He, his <sighs> his parents had to pull the plug because he lost brain function basically oh, and wouldn't get it back. Man, yeah. yeah. But okay, what was that night like? Do you know anything about that night? Or did uh, anything happen? Nothing nothing bad. His friends say they all went to dinner. Like they were just hanging out like they usually do. Like it sounds like a lot of friends would just kind of come in and out of his place and hang out and like he was just a well-liked guy and uh, Yeah. So they'd been out to dinner and then they were hanging back at his place. His friend was reading a magazine and he I think in the hallway um uh, wait, hung himself. Wait. I can't believe you glazed over that. Wait, <laughs> his friend was in the house, yeah, and in the hallway. Were they hanging out before? So they were yeah. like hanging out, and he yeah. was like, "I gotta go uh, get a get some pizza." I and then he, <laughs> his friend, his friend says he just thought he went to bed. Whoa, you know, because it was like late at night. So he was like reading a magazine. He got up mm-hmm. what, to go to the bathroom or something, something. and then just found him found hanging him. in the hallway, like from the rafters. Yeah, I mean, from a from a beam. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. Because yeah. like. I mean, I feel because it's a hard way to go, man. Like, really, I mean, I'm not advocating anyone to ever kill themselves, but like, like strangling yourself is really a brutal 
thing. Well, first of all, to not hear it. Like, mm-hmm. he must have... Maybe one of the reasons he didn't die because a lot of the times when you hang yourself it snaps your neck like that's kind of the point of hanging you have to kick a chair out or something like but that's what i'm saying like that's what most people do um well it's kind of hard i mean no i I think he did it by like strangulation like he just cut off his airflow and then it's like so he just like he did it bad that's what i'm saying like it took him a while to die he tied a thing to this rafter and then he like just put it around his neck and then he just like tightened it and just (laughs) stood there uh I wasn't there, but yeah, that's basically how you kill yourself with, you know, a noose. Not in anything I've seen. And I've only, I'm, I'm, I'm like not kidding. I've only ever seen things and read about like a chair kicking out situation. I don't know. It's, but this is what I'm saying. Is like, I don't know that level of specifics. Like if his friend just didn't hear a chair, like, right. It's like, who's to say like, well, that's, I don't know. That's just interesting to me because and here's why, because like, it seems like his First of all, most people who are suicidal, it's a solitary act. They don't want people to around. Like some people do it sort of public publicly, but that's kind of a statement. That's a part of their thing. Like Kip Walk, Kip Rusty Walker. So he like uh, yeah. we got to do Hunter S. Thompson. Man, he killed himself with his family was over. <laughs> well, yeah. So this so Jonathan Brandis kills himself. His friends in the house. So at least to a certain extent, he doesn't want to be alone. But then he does it in this way that's quiet. Uh, but also he'll be found in the hallway. I don't know. That's just really interesting to me. Obviously, we'll never know exactly what the psychology of that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's very specific. I, I think, but that's why I, I, I'm kind of leaning into this Accutane thing of like side effects from a drug. It is literally like it's out of your hands. You, yeah. You don't know what the other. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like if he was in that one in 10,000 thing where it's like you suddenly go through this insane spe- you know, spell. It's like, uh, yeah. What if it was autoerotic asphyxiation? No. <laughs> you don't know. I don't even think people knew about that. Did at you the time. see sidekicks? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much jerking off in that movie. Oh, Chuck Norris should help me jerk off. <laughs> Man, crazy. Hey, hey son, you need help jerking I'm off. Do some research on the psychology of things like that if they know. I mean, it's so hard to do research uh, on some people who've committed suicide, obviously. But like reasons that suicide of people have given for wanting to be alone or not or wanting mm-hmm. to be found or not it's i don't know if there's any correlating factor per se man I've, i think we've seen a wide variety in everyone we've talked about whether there's a correlating factor or not that's not really what i mean i'm just interested in what the thought process might be behind it right because this is very specific i mean obviously it's like it's not grandiose it's not flashy mm-hmm. but like there was a friend in the house who was staying with him, and he killed himself. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. That's right. traumatizing to that dude, and you know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I don't know what's going through his head. And you're right; he could have just been like, there could have been side effects from Accutane. There's just like, it's he was just out of his fucking mind. Um, <laughs> but who knows? I don't know. Well, folks, that's been the episode. Uh, please. Uh, go uh, subscribe to our Patreon episodes. Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. Uh, write us reviews on iTunes if you can. They really help out. Uh, uh, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. and Oh, and email us, buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Um, this has been a fun app, man. I, yeah. I was really happy we got Jake in. Yeah, that was really fun. And uh, Let us know if there's any more guests you want us to bring in specifically. Always. <laughs> write us at buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail. Buddies, buddies, buddies. Have at gmail.com. Folks, take care. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we've thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.